Welcome back to my lovely IHP community. Today we have some enlightenment time. As my lovely 5D mystics know, you are on a podcast that only has the voice of what is a love cycle person. So only compassion. And we don't actually know of the torture of shame from within our body or of blame or of fault or of revenge. Those are all adaptive children, emotional responses of people who are in fact harsh, unforgiving. They don't learn new skills and primarily they don't actually learn that their body is in a dysregulated or modulated state and that is not the optimal body that they can have that the optimal body of every person is trying to move to its restorative embodied self, which is a body that feels the, it's all going to be okay, which is a feeling that I know of. And I did definitely equate it to what I had been taught as a kid when it comes to my upbringing. It's in Catholicism, Christianity, and I still do remember associating a lot of those beautiful ascension moments as I moved into becoming fully in this lovely connectedness to this field of consciousness, more and more aware of the energetic imprint and also of the feeling that has always been the essence of life that every one of us holds. Now, you can only experience this essence of yourself when you can be yourself. And when you can understand that emotions are actually everything that rule you, and that's because our body is born with a spine and a skull that has a way it develops, and that those nerve endings, and you know, again, a lot of people don't know about this stuff, so they're busy uh, labeling each other with the words evil, narcissist. They're also using, unfortunately, words such as narcissism, which is an official diagnostic of someone who has potential uh, that much trauma to where they are a diagnosed narcissist or a diagnosed sociopath, both of which do not involve an actual structural situation with their brain. But the psychopath, for example, it is structural. The functioning of their physical brain has a way that the amygdala does not read sadness in the same way the other brains do. And the orbital cortex also does not engage as other brains do, and also that cingulate for the psychopath does not have as loud of a voice as other brains, and so other brains are all of the ones in a spectrum, including our lovely, again, sociopath, narcissist. These are lovely people because they're not their infant self anymore. They are a person who learned how to adapt to life the way that it was presented to them. They can move into their actual self if they want, but that's only with good therapy and a good therapist, not the rigid ones, the ones who work with only compassion because the ability to note that that body does not feel safe is number one. Their, their body is their feminine. Their body is their nervous system. So they're engaged in a dysregulated or modulated embodied self-experience, which means dysregulated, fatigued. There's a lot of despair 
there's a specific posture, this is from somatic experts, uh, modulated, sympathetic, those are the ones who look like rocks, who think that punishing and conditions uh, do something, and they're all going to be unforgiving and harsh, adaptive children. So the interior cingulate cortex is what communicates loudly. You can consider it a little bit like a Jiminy Cricket from Pinocchio. Okay, so the psychopath is the one group that I look at neurotypical and neuroatypical, but the focus of the antisocial group is mine for they are the ones who people want to keep referring to as evil, and they're not evil, they're people who need a good somatic sensory motor therapist, but they also need to want to move into a well-being that involves getting out of hell because their body has what are heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart, this shame, Teflon brain and this shame cycle is something that stems from the body feeling unsafe and the mind doing what it can to keep that body safe. And the neuroception that takes place, which is where your default mode network is scanning with the others in the self to see, can I get my social engagement system on or do I need to keep it off? Your social engagement system is your ventral vagal nervous system state. So that's what's engaged for a restorative embodied self human being which is the everything's going to be okay. So as I continue with our conversation, anybody who does not have unconditional love for humanity and knows let's hug people, not trees, no matter who they are, please don't tune in because you're not going to take away much. You're going to be judging the entire time something based on your social filters. I don't use social filters. I use what is called the human heart and all hearts are pure because they are all zero months old when they're born and their body defended them in a circumstance that you will not know anything about and that I don't care to support your condemnation, your casting of a stone according to whatever your belief system may be. You can believe whatever you want. I know that my belief is every human being has infinite higher human consciousness potential because their body and mind says so and so do the actual people who work with people the mental health experts, the ones who are educated, not the ones who are adaptive children trying to prove their ancient history to other people who want to also keep on uh, ignoring the fact that they don't know how to work with their emotions. And I sigh out of the despair of annoyance with these behaviors because they actually all will look to someone like me and remind me of social filters that I may not have and then they also like to equate me into categories such as sociopathy or psychopathy and I'm like okay you know if you really knew what those things were you would understand what it means so let me finish up with the psychopath's structural brain and by the way I see the ones who do work with a therapist and they are much happier in their life because now they understand why they've always felt different and they do feel emotions because emotions are your nervous system, FYI, your sensations in the body that is yours. So the part that they may not have an orbital cortex, amygdala or anterior cingulate cortex that works effectively or the same way, whatever, the whole effectively too. Is it effective? No, it's about their structural brain works differently. And there are stories that have accompanied us for years because we didn't have technology, the MRIs to see what was happening so they created stories that's where stories they lose all value for those of us who like to be educated empowerment is education people who like to tell a story or two they don't grow up in fact 
they stay within their own stories, which is for the 4D, 3D plane and all the other soul age groups. May they keep using their social filters. In the meantime, we use a heart that everyone will have. So yours can be broken, so can mine. And guess what? We get to choose very easily from that brain because see, no matter what structure and no matter what happens, a person still will have a moment to reflect and to make a decision. Now, that's not always the case for those instinctive triggers that stem from childhood. And I will use me because for me, for example, it's my tone and it's a mannerism with my mother and my twin. And I love when my younger sister gives me these examples because she's like that outsider who can look in and she has a way that is positive to share differences amongst each other and stuff like that. So it's always great to get insights into our dynamics because everyone will have a perspective that we can utilize again long story short psychopaths sociopaths narcissists they're human beings if they get a good somatic sensory motor therapist and if they want to work with the hell that their body feels and get out they can it's called working with unresolved trauma memory and really it won't be unresolved it will be trauma fragments that our heartbreak got wrenched, torn apart, they're horrible. I've only had a glimpse into a, a small portion of it, and I can only tell you it was very uncomfortable, even more uncomfortable than the panic attacks, because it was like, uh, it was just shattering in a way that was really painful to the self. And so there are, you know, those who talk about 5D and don't know what it is because they're 4D, because when you're calling an energy vampire, person that that's not nice when you're calling a person a dark aura because that's all you've learned that's not nice even at the peak of me only knowing metaphysics as a terrorism stuff moving into metaphysics and as a terrorism stuff because of the dreams and astral travel and you know this is where i heard this other person talking about if you're a time traveler so there are 4d individuals that experience and live life through these words and that's where it's very fascinating when you ask a 5D person about that because it will really not be of any significance to our planets moving forward. What I mean by that is it's like a group of people that just share conversations on those ways to obtain, in fact, this is where material wealth. So they are focused on their own ability to gain that which they desire possessions so their expansion is through material those who want to expand to 5d it's not material you're expanding your self so we get to embrace more of the light body and that's where our relationship to this field of consciousness is what expands and it is a choice so some people they they don't want to expand what i used to call soul but it's the essence of you as a person because here's where inner growth it's all about being able to support your community and that begins with your loved ones and with conversations that matter and that's why the social filters are important to notice but only because it gives for those of us who have a life, a love cycle, the ability not to be um, in situations that others do not recognize 
or do not care, I should say. You know, when I hear the words of somebody saying, my word is my bond, or when I hear anyone talking about people and their ability to have a word and a bond, I would say at 43 years old, this, this sentence is actually something that does not, I have not seen something like this. Because the word is a bond of a person. There's a lot of areas that are involved in this. And the ability to feel at home or have a sense of belonging or, you know, having wishes, all, all these effortlessness. It's humorous because people make life not any of this, you know. So nobody's word is their bond because most people don't even know who they are. They will know who they are based on whoever their leader is. So we look to the leaders to figure out who they are. And when we meet people, I'm talking about the 5D mystic, knowing about social filters and gaining more and more visibility of that is important because we will, be ha we will have been reading people and consistently relating with the nonverbal part of them, the right mode stuff. And that's where we will be in touch with the actual self of the person, not their left, not their facade, not their linguistic, not any of what they actually tangibly hold as true. And this is something important to note because their filter is only societal. So we're picking up what's behind the scenes and they have no idea of that, which will make it look like we are creating a castle that doesn't exist in the tangible plane essentially what i'm trying to break down for my 5d mystics is some of us those of you who are officially in the enlightenment soul age group and have been here your entire life we navigate life from a 5d plane and so when you're encountering people you will only be immediately aware of the self the actual self of them but that doesn't translate to who they are because when they have a shame cycle and so they're living life according to social filters. They're not in touch with their feelings. Their emotions are not in anywhere near. They don't have relationship with it. They don't have a relationship with their body. So long story short, keep it in mind for my 5D mystics. It's something that I recently was able to add to my view, back to the story when my younger sister pointed out aspects and i began to contemplate and then there were a couple of other things that took place lovely oversoul our oversoul will always give us the benefit to learn more twin flames soulmates that's who our oversoul and our immediately our immediate family and it's because of interactions and those consistent interactions lead us to not only knowing that again a person's word is a word and that's it. Their bond is not something we will look to ensure there is or not because the bond goes beyond a word. It is revealed in time what you will choose to invest in and therefore you can talk about kindness and love and faith. You can talk about a lot of things. Truth always comes forth. The Italian saying, lies have short legs. I learned it as a teenager with my lovely teenage boyfriend uh, and all of the lovely friends around me that chose to uh, not keep their words. But this is where I learned that people don't do that. In fact, the teenagers grow up to become adults and they all also don't keep their words. And even those who actually try, they try really hard to say that they're going to keep a word. It's, it's amazing how nobody really 
does this, even though here's the thing. There's no need for us to promise things to each other if our commitment is from the heart. And so what the Enlightenment Soul Age person in the 5D realm will have learned again and again and again and again is that love is a choice that you make and that most people choose fear because they don't know that their own body is afraid to be vulnerable from the heart and they will mask it through inner critic, outer critic, denying it through drugs, alcohol, sex, food, and other compulsive activity that to this day in 2023, I see a lot of people talking about themselves as if they are accomplished for they have a job and they have a home and they have maybe, you know, if they're a monogamous type of person, they have their one person. If they're polyamorous, they have more than one person. And you'll see how they move into the spectrum of 4D mystics, for example, where they think they are anointed and uh, light workers and light workers in the sense of I'm light and everybody else is dark, if you will, or I shouldn't say it that way, but they think they're healing someone versus becoming, first of all, their full self. And that's including a lot of educators and people who have the roles of consultants, mentors, therapists, they don't have a whole self yet. And here's where, as Ron Siegel points out, I learned from these lovely trauma experts and somatic experts, I have hours of certificates and schooling for anybody who wants to know my credentials, come write me, I'm happy to send it, but these are always food for thought not meant to be taken as anything factual, please. So, you know, again, uh, the part of inspiring human potential, it's a journey that is your own. And I share one voice. It's a love voice and an enlightenment soul age voice and one that is not afraid to be called names because I don't use social filters. In fact, the reality is I feel a lot more honored to know that my heart is in a spot called compassion and love. And that all the other lovely day-to-day bearers and bearettes and people who want to give me their lists of what they've chosen as their conditions, they can shove it up their butts, if you will, because the reality is every one of them could be in a different body and mind, meaning they could be a lot more optimal and a lot more open-minded to the fact that they don't live the body of another human being and the fact that you actually with all of your own intellect think you can prove that you're right adaptive child what can i say i mean we really don't have any intellectual interest to navigate that spectrum at all because we will feel that it is a complete waste of our time because that's a facade of a person they don't even know what their bond is they haven't tapped into any part of their heart yet They've tapped into a surface level of their heart as a teenager, and that's it. Their charge states, yeah, they don't have any visibility of what those are. We do, because when they're doing their transference and we're basically learning how to regulate in a state of love because we know that people who have fear, they don't know any better. Yeah, it's just very easy for us to sit and stand and stay in compassion. Our heart actually moves into this. I'll never forget, there's always that feeling, I've described it to you, and it's a feeling of pull back for me and not of anger. And when I've been 
treated in, in ways that, again, this is where my mind always goes to specific moments because they were really, really hurtful. And the part of knowing that there's not a consciousness of this, but that there is a person who wants to actually, using their left-mode brain, is creating a story that is not a story for them. I will use my attachment style friend when I explain to them structural dissociation, and they're like, no, no, but I was conscious of what I was speaking. I meant it, but I was not going to go through with it. Yes, I think these things. Yes, I do spite. Like when I have people who I love tell me how their brain works and I'm thinking, okay, I'm confirming how I really did notice that when we are mystics, 5D, not 4D. The 4D think of people as evil energy vampires. Again, they're insulting humanity uh, again and again and again. I, I am still learning to be a grown-up with the 4D spectrum. I do not wish to engage with them like I do not wish to engage necessarily with a 3D person either. I wish to engage with those who are compassionate and intellectually stimulating, which would be 5D educators primarily and enlightenment soul age people. When I am with any other types of people, I will be dumbed down and I will have my lovely pink tainted glasses and I will learn as always how to keep on working to mask every single one of the things that they don't like about themselves because this is the part what a 5D person will notice is that being genuine and authentic and transparent triggers all of what these lovely people who call themselves adults have masked again and again and again, unless they actually want to feel safe. If they do, then they're like, oh, I'm so happy. I have a person who accepts me with all my blah parts. Because see, that's what shame is, is where you're blah inside. And so they find a little bit of comfort in someone who will accept them because that body of them feels the safe harbor that their infant self would really want and that the adult person is masking through their adaptive child compulsive behaviors of inner critic outer critic and then there's again the sex drugs alcohol and whatever else using their time and they're going to turn around and say no you're you're wrong you have these pink tainted glasses and my conditions and rigidity is the truth my adaptive child wanting to prove that I'm right is the truth. And what you're presenting to me is a wonderland that doesn't exist. So we allow the wonderland because we're okay with the wonderland. At the end of the day, when I have the somatic experts, trauma experts, and my lovely Daniel Siegel explaining to me that a person in 5D's brain is the optimal brain of a human... And I'm not a genius here. That's where I'm not a genius. I just allowed myself to choose love when teenagers would say, I'll keep my word. I got your back. And no. And they didn't flake one time, two times. No, no, no. This is, I'm an adult now. Oh, believe me when I say, hmm, oversoul. Oh, what can I tell you about my lovely oversoul? There's no energy vampires or dark auras here or karmics for that matter. There's all lovely human beings who, with the good somatic sensory motor and trauma experts, could do a whole buttload, but depends what their personal development journey is all about and if they're really looking to create a relationship with their true self or if they just want to make millions and become famous or whatever it is that they've looked to as, oh, that's what I want to look like today. 
And you know, here's the part, again, let me use my lovely loved ones because they make it very clear how easy it is to say, no, no, I am fully conscious of myself and there's no relationship to their emotions, meaning their body's energy and their body's vitality. Oh, they'll talk about light body, rainbow body, as if they're anointed ones. So again, 4D plane, they don't move in some more of anything but that's not their interest anyways that's what they're gonna want to live out everyone has a choice you can expand your consciousness all the way to your enlightenment soul age group but some people they're okay with longing for and then meeting their longing with the middle like i said soulless very beautiful thing so the word is not their bond but they will make sure to pretend like it is and somehow they find a group that will tell them also that yes what you're saying is true this is very beautiful. And they find a sense of peace. And we're happy for them. As Sadhguru will point out, we're not here to meddle with any people's consciousness. And it's for us, the 5D, not because of some force supernatural that's going to come down and punish me. No, no. It's actually a human being's ability to choose, even without free will. We can exclude it completely. When they use the mouth, the words they start with, one, when they use their feet, the steps that they take, two, when they use their hands, when they use every part of that thing called the body and their brain, that's everything. So the people who are dysregulated and modulated, the enlightenment soul age person will feel very, very bad for them because they have a way of living life that is in hell because hell is not evil. The hell that they have is torn apart, gut wrench, and feeling disgusted about being themselves. And this is a wiring in their body, not from choice, but from not being in a safe space and not having safe harbor. And it doesn't mean that the parents chose anything specific, by the way. So <clears throat> before people talk about humanity, they really should do their due diligence to go and get a buttload and more of information with the updated ones who use technology, thank goodness, to see within the heart of humanity and let people know there is no evil. Oh, and there's no evil even when the whole demonic possessions. Thank you, Patrick McNamara, neuroscience expert, theoretical neuroscience, but he is doing a lot of studies and with machinery, seeing how the brains of people working. And again, researchers, I love them. They get to focus on their topics and bring to us things that are real versus stories that will not allow you to understand what is real. So the Zen master story that Sadhguru shares where he talks about how meeting the compulsive thief with compassion will shatter that, okay? And how punishment instead just makes a person rock solid. And then when he ends with saying those disciples, they are being offered by their master an opportunity to transform, but they are not interested. In fact, they do not deserve the word disciples. This is, he's talking about a guru, obviously. I'm just going to talk about a person. It's not about deserving. You're ignoring that you're presented with someone who has a shame cycle is what it's called. Compulsivity is shame. Inner critic, outer critic, denying it through addictions, drugs, sex, food, alcohol. What movies show as popular and seemingly as teenagers, I saw all these people do a lot of stupid shit. Again, I am a grown-up now and I still see them. And, you know, I do know how I was affected when it comes to the topic of drugs and alcohol. I was taught by the, their program. And although I understand that there can be 
positive usage of some of these drugs for people who want to get better. What I do know that they do to the body is not something pleasant. So let us not kid ourselves about the whole, oh, but we want it to have fun. Uh, okay, sure, go for it. You are actually reducing the amount of years to your life potentially, but that's not even something we'll necessarily talk about. What I want to talk about is the fact that compulsivity is because you're wiring your own human suffering and then you're using self-soothing mechanisms that you began at an age that was not one of maturity and that then you want to move into adulthood thinking that you know what you're doing and you want to ignore the people who can tell you what's happening inside your body and not all people of course There's only the ones who think they know everything <clears throat> so shame and blame and guilt and fault and anger and revenge and any one of these uncomfortable emotions are all suppressions that people will not tend to unless they want to choose love with each other and actually you know truly be a person who meet, meets and matches what we are here our body naturally wants to move back into and or be in its restorative embodied self for those who are not in it your mind wants to get the trauma and move it into regular memory. And so the charge states are important to note. They are frozen in time, these emotions, and these are aspects that people talk about in different ways. The IFS calls them parts. The mental health community allows people to understand that they're frozen in time and then they come forth. And here's where, because ascension energies are what I noticed bring forth what is unresolved, when you look at Sadhguru and he talks to you about the full moon, so astrological events and everything does always bring forth that which has been left to not be healed yet. And I don't like to use the word healing because you're not broken, but I do understand that it's healing because it's a part of the self of a person that will have been broken off and it's stored until you're ready to see it and to soothe it and to be the safe space for it so you the person to be your functional adult to connect to your higher self and that's where the third eye is your prefrontal cortex people who have a blocked third eye i have one person who they told me about one of their akashic record readings from another group so these are all 4d people they're holistic alone they don't do the trauma somatics or sensory motor stuff and they, th they told me that their third eye had been blocked on purpose as a witch and whatnot, like uh, way back when. And uh, that's why every time the full moon or ascension energies, they're the big, big headaches and stuff like that, but also why their whole twin flame journey, stuff like this. So it's fascinating how those individuals, it's a whole group of people that I know, they are still living life right now. It's been like five years. I don't even know how long time. Yes, five, at least five they're still specifically talking about Storyland and they're still doing the very same aspects that they were. And for me, it's more like, wow, you all chose to build a pretend life because you're only a facade. The inner world, none of them have moved into becoming more compassionate. But they did get busy, and yet they talk about being and not doing, and that they are connected to this field, that this is spiritual bypassing, by the way. So when you disconnect from being a human being, which is what people who want to use words, even when we talk about, for example, narcissism, I'm going to use that for a minute, malicious narcissism. So there are people who will see 
circumstances and they all present the social filters in a very specific way which fits the bill so when you do find that there's an individual who is a manipulative narcissist they're able to get everybody on their side they're able to have their partner to think of themselves as the not uh, it's very tricky here there's an ability for them to manipulate, but the person is in a similar shame cycle as well. This is why it's always fascinating when you see a duo support each other with wanting to support. Let's get those thumbs up from our parents because otherwise we're going to be equated to failure. So one thing you should know, shame does not look at itself. Loneliness, and when people isolate, it's a shame cycle. This is why people will get to a complete depressive state and end up to the therapist. The therapists have taught me again and again and again how most people, they don't go, but when it gets really bad, so they either go or we have an even more sad story. So here's why shame is hell. It's humiliation and miserable, and these are people who have, though, in the outside world, they're like a movie. They're just being like any movie that you want to watch with drama, go for it. It's a, in my heart when I see this, this is a uh, translation. Wow. I mean, this is tragic. I'm, I am beyond saturated with people not understanding that love means you invest vulnerability, but beyond saturated with seeing people who actually are intellectually something continue to have their facades lead the way and not know half of anything because they choose to just think that they can continue to speak about people and they don't learn what it is to be people and their people and really what I'm going to say is they don't actually have compassion for themselves because if you do that unconditionally loving who you are with flaws and imperfections it's not hard to do so here's the tidbit, enlightenment, so age group people, we're okay with being fucking imperfect. And if you don't like it, we're not going to go and say, huh, let me try and prove that I'm perfect. No, fuck you. And when we're being pointed a finger, because this has happened by people who are trying to manipulate emotions and they're trying to get under your skin because they actually don't believe that you can be a person who has just no intent. This is the saddest thing that I have ever experienced in a couple of situations. I've appreciated the ones that get to build with me because there are those who will build with me. And so they, they show me, this is important for those of us who don't know the social filter world, we learn it. I'm learning more and more of these filters and I have achieved a level of visibility now because prior to this, I was blinded in a certain way, now that I have more visibility, I can see, and you know, seeing is important by the way, because when you are always wanting to be a person who shares love, the more you can see, the more you can help, but also the more you can avoid to fall into a hole. And it's not that you can't get out of a hole. I've gotten out of immense holes. <laughs> it's that there's no point in using our time in a hole. So <clears throat> we can thank our oversoul. As always, my teenage song, You Only Hurt the Ones You Love. My way of seeing that as a love cycle person was, well, you know what? It's better though that way because the ones who love you, they actually won't 
be wanting to really for real hurt you and that's actually a silly word i should say that too because the reality is shame blame fault revenge cycles do want to intentionally hurt your feelings like my attachment style friend when they sent me this huge list of things that had not met their expectations and they were in their big attachment suffering in that moment and they ended this long letter with this very cheap shot and i'll never forget knowing what that was and then I was like, wow, okay. <laughs> I just laughed because this is the part. When you are okay again with being imperfect, you, you actually, there's no cheap shots. The one part we're sad about is if people that we love and that we enjoy, right, when they actually um, are uncomfortable in a way of, of actually thinking that we would hurt them, it makes us sad, very heartbreaking sad because we are there because we love them and they will actually believe that, you know, and what gives us the ability to practice disregarding that in a sense of, of course, I'm going to be sad that a person I love thinks I want to emotionally hurt them, but it's not true. So we get to practice thanks to those people who don't recognize their shame, blame, fault, revenge cycles, and they try to manipulate and they try to do things in certain ways. That part of us getting to become more compassionate it's because we know our heart, because we know our mind. Our mind dictates the heart. And it's the mind through thoughts that dictates your heart. So the chatter that the spiritual people want to say, shut it up, that's your default mode network. It's the others and the self that's scanning. And it's something you will either know or not know. And if you don't want to hug a, a human being, you don't know how to tend to yours. If you want to hug a human being for real, then you do because you've told your oats, hey, others in the self, it's good. Social engagement, turn on. Ventral vagal, turn on. We're mammals. We want to be around each other. What shame does is very different. Inner critic, outer critic, denying through compulsive activity because that's what it becomes. It's a very sad story for those who have sex addictions, drug addictions, Cheating, lying, stealing, all of these things that those who want to use social filters want to judge. Here's the breakdown. Those are all miserable human beings for real. And in their body, there's hell, not anything different. That some people, the modulated, want to go around punishing their rocks because they haven't yet been able to tap into their human suffering with tenderness because they're still obstructing the ability to actually open up their heart by choosing to ignore the fact that they don't want to get sad or they don't want to manage their anger or they don't want to manage their uh, frustration manage because you begin with first managing and tending to it means you know what it's okay to be pissed it's okay to have feelings again the love cycle we don't know the torture of trauma so i will step in and say this again i do know though when someone will with their intent knowingly through their human suffering, do spiteful acts. To me, because again, as a teenager, I recognize that nobody's word is their bond. It wasn't hard to see it happen again and again. And when I thought that I had met people that would keep their word, well, I got to learn again. The very truth that has not changed and that the somatics and sensory motor and trauma experts make very clear to me, which is why, like I said, having the ability to see a little bit better with these social filters helps those of us who actually only want to share expansion of consciousness not to fall in any type of hole 
again, it's not a problem to fall in a hole. It's just we don't want to waste our time in darkness since we do know how to have a good time from the heart for real and to just be supportive of each other. The saddest part is when people actually... <laughs> they, what makes me... It's not even sad. It's humorous. I should say that. It's just humorous that people will speak words that don't mean anything and not even recognize that they're wasting their entire life being something that they're not. I actually shared in one of the, I think it's the video yesterday, the story about uh, my lovely big man baby friend. So I and them, we were in a circle with other friends and there's a young kid too, younger. And he is also on the lovely ascension journey. Great, all great people. But Remember, I talked to the big man, baby child, about his persona, which he said, it's not a persona, it's who I am. So this human being is intellectually, you know, I don't enjoy the conversations, but he's cultured. He knows about music. He knows about museums. He knows about all this stuff. He's in his 60s. So he is a very brilliant man. And the young kid is a person who is also brilliant. He is learning to be, well, his college, I think, is a lawyer, but he's a bartender, wanting to be a bartender. So long story short, as we're in a circle, the big man, baby child is going off about his being evil and taking over the world. And I will, you know, give you this and that. And, and he's just do, doing his little bit on the story of darkness and evil and what he would do and torture people and something like that. Very soft, not in any way exaggerated. He's teasing. He's his persona. And so I'm behind this young kid and I say, is that the most creative you can get? And the young kid <laughs> shines in and says, oh, Maria, she's sitting back here silently, just, you know, gave out, you know, a, I forget what word he uses. And I said, well, it's all in good intention. And I explained to him the conversation that I had with the big man, baby child about when did you get this persona? And I just know that he has a lot more to offer. That's all. So I said, I don't mean it in a way of being mean. I'm just maybe I'll plant a seed. Probably not. But, you know, I have to a little bit try every now and then or, you know, it came out naturally to me to say, is that the best you can do? Because they have so much more that they could share in a community as they're talking to people versus only this. The young man noticed how he moved away immediately and he used another word that I don't know how to translate, but I've noticed this again and again with people throughout my entire life, that when they're not wanting to move into that area of themselves, because see, this is where it's an ignoring of your potential to expand, not the other way around. Consciousness is your ability to master your own mind and emotions, which is, humanly speaking, very straightforward. The part about what is unresolved is very important. And that's where being able, though, to be seen and safe and welcomed by your loved ones. So creating a group is important. He is in a group of people who love him. I love him, too. So there's no threat. This is where the person knows this. At the same time, the body and the mind see the, of a person will naturally deflect that which it does not want to explore. And so his moving away from me is something that, again, I've had happen, and it's an indication of a person's refusal to want to move into the higher potential. It's not good or bad. It means they don't want to face whatever shame, 
blame, fault, revenge, whatever torture, heartbreak, gut wrench, torn apart that has stemmed from their childhood of this lifetime. You don't even need the other lifetimes. We all have the zero, one to three, attach panicky, the uh, three to seven shame submissive, the freeze of all ages, flight 11, 12, and fight 14, 15, 16. When people don't want to expand, I don't hear from them. Some of my lovely oversoul. I've, again, no intention of trying to reach out either. I've learned in time. And at this point, I have actually gotten another bit of visibility, which supports me to support them, but to support me not ending up using time with anyone who doesn't actually want to enjoy life. Expanding one's own consciousness is about expanding the love that you have for yourself and, and for the world. And it is limiting to be with people who limit their potential. It's not energy vampires. It is actually limiting, not only mentally, but emotionally speaking. Because while they ignore their trauma, and so they ignore the fragments of the self that want to come forth, we can't ignore them because we feel them this is the 5d mystic person who is in the enlightenment soul age group and it is torture to be around people who are tortured because it's sad heartbreakingly sad so <clears throat> our mind has a lot that it wants to do in life and that's where it will never be enough because of how much there is to learn we have a lot of things we get to learn with our brains and a lot of feelings that we get to feel with our emotions. And, you know, being around human suffering with individuals who consider themselves grown-ups, and then they also consider themselves intellectually savvy because they know of social filters. Guess what? It ain't that interesting to be around. There's no depth. There's no heart. There's all facades. Who cares about facades? I can go look at him from a movie. In fact, that's the exact point. If I want to be around human torture, all I need to do is turn on some one of those little videos of where they show people cheating on each other, people doing drugs, people do, all I need to do is turn on TV. So if we're going to be investing any type of love, it's going to be with those who want to expand the love they hold for themselves and on each other. Obviously, we all can have a good time, but, you know, it's a waste of time to be too much around the facades because the facade, again, doesn't go anywhere. It's just a act. And the part about the act is that it's a sad act for a person who actually does know that anyone can use their brain by simply put, I will use my lovely friend, being aware that to tell a story again and again and again not only makes you like a little parakeet, but beyond that, you read books every day, you regurgitate books, you, 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 know, you get and tell all of this knowledge and then your creativity <laughs> can only come up with a bullshit story of I'm evil in darkness and I will take over the world. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? And then I'm thinking about all the other people because they don't always hang out with him. So they are all being, again, nice because that's who he wants to be. Which is why, as the young friend said, yeah, he does have a lot more to offer. It is, his, it is who he is. And, you know, there's no planting of seeds. And I said, yeah, but doesn't mean one can't, you know, share food for thought. Never know. Again, maybe it'll get him to expand his story. The reality is it's not even important in that sense of having to weigh it every time. But the part of how little bit of life the 
person lives. It's just, you know, it is what it is. But the example of that one is few of many. Back to the narcissism thing that I was trying to get across. When people with these filters, so they are casting stones on each other, they use terms that the somatics and the sensory motor and trauma experts have taught me. It's another area of tragic human suffering that is not pretty in any way, shape, or form. And that's because when people are in this vicious circle as couples and then they have friends around it, um, there is the manipulator and the one who's manipulated, but both are victims of their shame cycle. And both put up a facade so that they can keep allowing themselves to look good to their family, which involves society. So instead of allowing themselves to free themselves from what's toxic, what's not supportive, they're not, again, aware of this depth of level. I'm trying to present to you, there are those who do not know their body and the somatic empaths we do. We can't ignore it because we're all a nervous system and we'll be consistently connected to the somatic narrative. That's where we lead with the right mode. People that lead with left, they don't know this because they still have a shame cycle that they don't know about. So their ability to tap into the depths of them is limited. And therefore, they're usually using the social norms to gauge their way. And that's something that we don't know until we do, like I said. And really, it just helps us to be better at supporting our loved ones, all of them. And it's because we just learn how to differentiate between what we're picking up and then remembering, wait, let me make sure versus words or bonds, because we'll feel the bond of the oversoul and we'll tap into what their actual desires are from their heart. This is very, very much something I've experienced. And thanks to all of my oversoul, the soulmates and twin flames, today at my 43 years of age, I can finally figure out, okay, let me keep all of these things in mind, plus my new group of friends and all of the people who have shared multiple pieces of information, I can see thanks to the feedback. It doesn't mean they gave me feedback to be kind to me or because they were trying to support me. No, no, I've gotten feedback where, again, people actively using their biological rudeness but it is all very good because see you only hurt the ones you love the ones you love and the ones that love you actually will always learn so the love cycle people we don't have a, a way of not knowing that home is safe but can also be unsafe we don't have wishes upon wishes of others we don't lead our life from the external we will lead it from our pure heart as a human being and human suffering we don't live it the ones with love cycles but we feel it it's a very sad sad reality so when you meet anyone doesn't matter narcissist sociopath i've not met sociopaths or psychopaths i've probably met narcissists yes i have actually but even if I had met any of those groups, what I have to say is this, that there's only one feeling in my heart and it is of compassion and heartbreak for those individuals. And even when there's been manipulation, gaslighting, ghosting, unfriending, blocking, things that are absurd, this is where my 
can know that it's absurd to me, but not to them. Because they have these social filters of their adoptive child where they actually, like my lovely attachment style friend, when they do their acts of spite, they have a way of justifying it. And what they said, it's too hard for me to stop it. That, that was their answer. Now people would say that's evil. No, no. All people then can be evil. But the reality is evil is shame. Again, there is no evil. There's a shame button and people are pushing on their own shame buttons and they're not doing anything because they're not saying, hey, how am I speaking to this person? Hey, how am I feeling when I'm interacting with this human being? Okay, so long story short, the external all looks the same, which is why I always will use me. When I said the little sentence, that person obviously was like, ah, you did a, I said, I'm not doing it to be mean. I'm doing it because there's more to the person than what they want to bring forth and it's just automatic but also here's where i can say i know that people on the outside that don't have a pure loving heart will say ah see she's all a facade the part about how the ego works it's easy for us to know what it is because we got one too everyone does that's the point uh, but the difference is we're not going to be better than you we're not competing with you we don't care to be you we meaning the love cycle people particularly. The shame cycle people, it's only once they get to love themselves with their imperfections and flaws. And when being yourself does not trigger any form of shame and or ew in your body. And when you can say, you know what? Mm, I am more of who I've always been. That's the love cycle. The shame will be, I have learned from my shame cycle, my fault, revenge, blame cycle, I've learned from my charge states of an adaptive child, I have learned how to navigate my emotions like a functional adult. I have learned how to use my brain, left and right mode, integrate. I've learned about myself and I've brought myself to healing. So your integration of the mind is a healthy brain, FYI, just very basic. And your restorative embodied self is a healthy body, FYI, just the basics. So enlightenment it is a basically speaking infinite higher human consciousness potential being because they use their thinking brain to navigate their emotional spectrum and to understand that the tsunami and the heartbreak gut wrench torn apart the vindictive whatever feeling comes up has a reason called safety behavior from your history as a human being who began at zero life age zero months and fyi what happens in the womb also matters do you know that they've conducted studies and children have accents infants so that's just one tidbit here. A lot of things people don't know about people. A lot of things they don't know about themselves. What we know is that nobody actually will keep their word unless they are committed to their own heart. And if they are, then you will see them. A loving heart, may I add, not a heart that is not loving. A heart that is not loving cannot commit to anything because shame is equated to fear. And shame is subconscious, unconscious, and it is only when you can work with yourself that you can start to see any type of visibility to what you can't see or what you can see and you know it's just a lot of movie land and when you meet people who are hurting each other it's a very sad space for somatic empaths for the actual adult human beings that's why compassion rules because that's the healthy version and the optimal version of a brain and what it is, is a person who can know of their own biases, their own sides, their own emotions, their own stuff and present it so they can be soft. And <clears throat> the thing is that when you're in softness, you can actually have better conversations because you're not an adaptive child. There is a sense of peace within your body. 
it becomes effortless because your home is where you belong, which is within you. And then your home with people too. You don't change anything of what you wish you would want or not want. You are a person who can consistently present what comes from your heart. And it's okay when people try to manipulate or do things because they're the ones who are in a shame, blame, fault, revenge cycle, not the other way around. They're the ones who are in safety behaviors. They're the ones who are being tortured by their own human suffering. And they're the ones who are going to keep on creating what is really gossip, drama, doesn't matter. We were not going to be involved in it, not because we don't have anything to do with them, because it doesn't affect us. Like when my attachment style friend did their little sentence, it didn't make me sad made me, okay, let me see how I'm going to respond. And I did. And that was that. And when we love, we love. That's all I can say. Our word is always in a state of understanding to the best of our ability with the ventral vagal state. I look forward to hearing from you and your thoughts. Have a great day.